Welcome to Cat Chat, brought to you by Dr. Elsie's Precious Cat, privately owned by Dr. Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian whose personal mission has been to formulate a wide variety of litters for all types of cats, so they keep using their litter box, which keeps them in their loving homes. Dr. Elsie has also created clean protein, wet and dry foods that are specifically appropriate for a cat's nutrition needs. I'm Tracy Hotchner, the author of The Cat Bible, everything your cat expects you to know. My mission is to entertain, educate, and inspire cat lovers like you to give your kitty cats the best possible life in nutrition, affection, and environmental enrichment. Often sharing my conversation with feline expert Dr. Michael Maria Delgado, along with other cat authors and experts. Dr. Elsie's is also the founding and continuing sponsor of my New York Cat Film Festival, which brings together short films from around the world that celebrate kitty cats. The festival premieres every fall in New York City and then travels to theaters across America and Canada, with a portion of every ticket going to local cat welfare organizations with the support of Dr. Elsie's. As always, it's so great to be with Dr. Michael Maria Delgado. She is just so smart and interesting about cats. She always knows that extra little something that I didn't know, and I love that. So I hope you two are learning lots from her on this show. One of the things that she mentioned recently, which I hadn't really been thinking about, is how to choose a new cat. And that's a really good question, Michael. I mean, everyone, I think, always has this feeling unless they're going to a breeder to buy a particular kind of cat. Oh, it'll be just kismet. I'll walk in the shelter or the rescue, and some cat will come over and let me know that he or she is the one. I don't know. Does that mean that he or she is the one? What is the way to pick, to choose? How do you know? Yeah, it's um, it's a great question, and you know, certainly there's different experiences. Some people seem to just have cats land in their lap, right? They like open the door and there's a kitten on their doorstep or they Literally. found a cat somewhere. Yeah. It happens. It happens a lot. Um, or, you know, a friend is moving and their their cat needs a new home. And so, so there's a lot of kind of unintentional selection that happens. And, you know, for I think for most people, once you get the cat in your home, you're going to fall in love with them, right? Yes. So it's yes. not, um, <laughs> um, but from years of working in the animal shelter, you know, it was interesting to kind of see the, the different perspectives that people came in with as far as looking for a new cat, what they were looking for, um, and who they ended up adopting. So, so I thought it'd be fun to just chat about some of the things we know, some of the things we don't know, and you know, what, what can you do to make sure you're, you're getting the right cat for your household? So, you know, I think the first thing is really thinking about the activity level in your household. Do you have kids? Do you have multiple roommates? Do you have um, kind of a busy lifestyle? Do you have a dog? Do you have other cats? Like those are all things that are going to impact, um, certainly if you're, you're deliberately choosing a new cat at a shelter or rescue, kind of what you want to look for. Because if you do have young kids or a lot of people in the home, then you probably want a cat who's a little more confident and outgoing yes. and can handle that kind of activity. And I think that's the, the tricky thing is just um, the shy cats are wonderful. I mean, I've had many, many shy cats and worked with many shy cats and they're probably my favorite type of cat, but they're they're definitely not for everyone. And some people do get frustrated if, if they have a cat who's not coping well with their environment and they don't necessarily understand that it, it was a poor match. Um, to further complicate that, of course, a lot of cats are shy in the shelter environment because it's a right. very stressful place to be. So I don't want to say if a cat's shy and you know you want 
like a, you know very confident cat that you should just completely overlook them but if you do have a really uh, active household that's something to maybe talk to the staff about sometimes they have background information on the cat like the previous owner may have left some details about what kind of situation they lived in before and how they did in that situation so you know definitely talk to the shelter staff when you're looking for a cat and they can also help because they often know the cats pretty well especially if they've been in the shelter for any time so that's that's a resource to tap into so another question is I'm just going to use an adjective that I don't mean to be pejorative. If you go to a depressing shelter where the cats are each in a cage, in a yeah. box, yeah. which for a cat is hell on earth. So they're in this cage where they can't escape from seeing and hearing and smelling everything that goes by. And their food dish and their litter box are in there with them. So it's just, it's the description of a cat's hell on earth it's pretty clear to say that whoever that cat is inside just wants to be out of there. And it's really unfair, impossible, difficult to judge them on who they are and how they feel about the world because they're just in complete survival mode. If you are lucky enough to have a shelter that not only has those cages, but also communal rooms or somewhere the cats only live communally, that is a lot easier to be able to tell. Do you have some thoughts about that? Because I don't want to dissuade people from going to those places where cats are being kept in the draconian way that cats were always kept until modern knowledge, of which you are part of, let people know that cats, while they're solitary, living communally in an open space is much better for their health, both physical and mental, and the ability to get them adopted. So what do you do if you only had the depressing kind of shelter? Yeah, well, I will say, you know, certainly the communal rooms are not for every cat. And, and we certainly had some cats that didn't do well in those rooms. They became very withdrawn. And as soon as they were in their That's own true. space, they were much more comfortable. So and some shelters do have um, like kind of more dog run style kennels or larger enclosures for cats where they can be alone but have more space. So every shelter is different. And okay. I think one thing to, to ask yourself is just, um, how important is it to me to have a cat that meets certain criteria? And ah. I think all of us have probably been through the experience of um, comparing our current cat to a previous cat. Yes. <laughs> and um, I see it a lot with like my behavior clients too. Like, oh, my last cat was very X, Y, and Z, and this cat doesn't um, have those personality traits, right? So, so being able to acknowledge that each cat is an individual and that it's not necessarily your experience isn't going to be the same with every cat and we can't always predict even i mean you know if you get a kitten it is a bit of a crapshoot if are they going to like less are they going to be affectionate are they going to be more aloof we really don't have um any like hard data showing that we can predict a lot about a cat's adult behavior from their behavior as a kitten you know there's there's some kind of temperament assessments but the the ability of those to predict how your cat's going to do in your specific environment is not good right because there's just too many variables like do you have other cats kids etc so so i think part of it is um accepting that your cat may or may not have personality traits that that you desire but if if you have a cat that's showing those behaviors like sitting on your lap in the shelter um it is more likely that there'll be a lap cat in the home but maybe they're not feeling well in the shelter and they are a little more like snuggly and seeking out security but once they're in a great home they're a little more interested in exploring right. 
playing. So, so part of it, yeah, one of the reasons I want to talk about this today was like kind of helping people understand like your cat is who they are. And, and to an extent, we have to just accept that they are an individual. Um, and I find it a lot too, people come in and probably the most like first thing on their mind is the color of the cat too. <laughs> so, Isn't that funny? You're so right. Yeah. Why is that? It's not supposed to be an ornament. Yeah, I think it is, again, maybe seeking familiarity, um, or maybe you've had experiences with a lot of cats. You know, I'll say, like, there are a lot of people coming in looking for orange cats. Um, so so th there's some of that, too. Um, but what I would say is just um, get to know a few cats when you're when you're meeting cats for an adoption, is meet a few different ones, because that's, that's a one way to tell kind of, like, oh, I feel, you know, much more like in tune with this cat than the other. So, um, and ask for recommendations from the shelter staff or volunteers. And then part of it is just accepting that, you know, certain things are going to um, to be difficult to predict. So it, we, there's no guarantees basically that a cat's going to have certain traits once they're in your home. But hopefully if you set up a good environment for them and introduce them properly to your other family members and give them all the things they need to feel safe and happy, then you'll have a wonderful companion. And they'll be whoever they're going to be, and they'll flourish and blossom under yeah. your guidance and generosity of spirit. I guess what we're really saying is that a cat is not there to please you. I don't think dogs should be either, but that's a separate discussion. <laughs> Cats are yeah. not there to please you. They're there to cohabitate yeah. with you, and you need to set up an environment regardless of their personality and entirely regardless of their color that yeah. keeps in mind all the things that are necessary to a cat to live in comfort with themselves indoors mm -hmm. yeah. and then observe them. So rather mm -hmm. than saying, oh, I, I, I'm looking for, wishing for, hoping for, expecting, demanding that the cat, and then you fill in the blank, it's more like a wonderful mystery that unfolds. Yeah. Who is this cat? Yeah. And if I try to play with a fishing pole toy, what happens? What if yeah. I throw a catnip mouse? How do they feel about hide and seek? Or whatever the things may, may be that you could find out. And it's an exploration. And it's almost like turning pages of a book that you haven't read before. It's really not for you to say what you want the cat to be like, or that's unrealistic of you and very human-centric and kind of vulgar. It's more like, who is this guy? Let's, let me see what I can do to have him or her reveal themselves to me and let me enjoy finding that out. I mean, part of the joy of a new cat is that dis discovery, right? Yeah, I mean, I think um, certainly, like I said, there are some things that um, the shelter or, or rescue organization may know about the cat that can help you make that decision. Like if they were in a foster home, the foster caretaker may have information that would be really helpful to you. And certainly for first time, cat owners, I always hope they get a cat who is relatively easygoing as far as like tolerating handling or enjoying handling and um, not being too shy so that someone isn't kind of confronting, um, maybe making more accommodations early on. Someone who's had a lot of cats kind of knows like, yeah, some cats are scaredy cats and some cats don't like a lot of petting. Right. Some cats are way too playful. So so part of it is experience. And, and I don't want to say that there's, there's, you go into a shelter and you have no clue what's going on. Certainly, like I said, um, looking at how, how comfortable the cat is in that environment. Um, do they warm up? I mean, if they're shy, you know, and you sit with them for 15, 20 minutes, 
do they come out or are they still pretty frozen in fear? Right. What's happened to them since they've been in the shelter? I mean, these are all things that we can use to make educated decisions. Um, but at the same time, like I said, I, you, you need to have that little bit of um, like letting go. And like I said, once the cat's in your home, there's a reason when we say foster fail, right? There's, there's just so many people that once the cat's in their home, they wiggle their way into your heart and stay there. So, um, so also trust the process and um, enjoy getting to know them. Yeah, I think we're both saying the same thing. I, yeah. I just had a funny thought, which is the cats are lined up, whether they're in the, the free roaming room or in their cages. And the people are coming in saying, well, I'm looking for something. And the cats are back there thinking, you know what kind of person I'm looking for? Here's, I want a certain kind of person. And I, oh, I hope it's that person. God, I won't know yeah. and, until I make this decision, thinks the cat. That's I hope really this person turns out the way I want, or I hope I can mold them into the kind yes. of human I need them to be. I think that there really is a give and a take. And yeah. you need to keep in mind, how clever cats are and how sensitive and feeling yeah. they are and there's a good chance that once they're in your home and you think you're doing all this accommodation to them they're thinking oh, okay i'll put up with when they do that but i really <laughs> wish they could do more of this other thing so just remember it's a two-way street yeah. they're not a blank tablet for you to read or to write on but both of you are trying to write a new history together and that's a, a very exciting time so Choosing a cat is more than, it, it, it doesn't have to be a whole lot more than choosing to have a cat. And then let the process unfold. Michael, thanks for all of your wisdom and all of your, your years volunteering in shelters and helping people with their behavioral problems. It's, uh, it's wonderful to know that they have you out there, the cats do, and the humans, to help them navigate, especially the early days of a relationship. Happy to do it. Thanks, Tracy. Thank you for listening. I hope this conversation has deepened your understanding and appreciation of cats everywhere. It's been brought to you by Dr. Elsie's Precious Cat, which created their own clean protein cat foods, inspired by the protein levels found in a cat's natural prey, to better satisfy a cat's appetite with ingredients naturally intended for her body. 90% of the protein in clean protein is animal-based, not plant-based as in many cat foods, which can compromise cats' health. Clean protein is the first dry cat food I can personally recommend as a healthy choice, although I always hope that wet food will be your cat's primary diet. Thanks again for being here.